Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. This reading is talking about the life of the early church, those followers of Jesus, and the way that they lived in the first century. Listen. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning once again. It is so good to be with you and see you here today. I want to say hi to those on Facebook Live and YouTube. We're glad you're tuning in with us. And to all of you who are here in person for this festive Aloha theme, kickoff Sunday, Aloha. Aloha. It means hello and also goodbye. But let's stay, let's stay a while. Let's not go yet. Um, I heard a story this week from somebody, a true story, about an incident involving a squirrel. But it wasn't any kind of squirrel. It was an overly aggressive squirrel. And the reason it had become so aggressive was a neighbor of this one lady, she had started feeding the squirrels. And if there's one public service announcement for you, one sermon takeaway, I want you to remember is this. Do not feed the squirrels. That would be bad. So this woman, she walked out of her house into her yard, and she encountered this overly aggressive squirrel. It started coming toward her in a threatening manner. I don't know if it, was, if it had a weapon or what the situation was. It was very scary. It was walking and stalking and creeping and sneaking, and she tried to shoo it away. She tried to back off, but it kept coming closer and closer to her. In that moment, her fight-or-flight instinct kicked in, and so she had to decide what to do, and she turned to run away from that squirrel. But she didn't look where she was going, and she didn't look to see where she was headed. And so when she whipped around to run from this vicious animal, this beast, she ran right into a metal pole, like that, of her carport, and down she went. And the squirrel did a victory dance. You could see it. No, the squirrel ran off, but she got up, and she was bloodied and bruised. She had to go to the hospital to get stitches. She, she had bruising and blood all over her. This is a true story. And you might wonder, like, what's the lesson, Pastor? Why are you telling us about this, <laughs> this beast? And here it is. It is not good to run ahead without looking where you're going. Okay? It's not good just to jump out there without any idea of what's around the corner. You might get whacked in the face. So on this kickoff Sunday, on this first Sunday after Labor Day, what I want to do together is to look ahead, just to look around the corner a little bit to see what's coming up in our life together as a church. As we start this new season, what are we going to be doing? And we're beginning this year-long church-wide theme called A Year for Growing in Grace. And you've been hearing a little bit about it already, A Year for Growing in Grace. You're going to hear it in the weeks and months ahead all the time. So let me ask you this question. Why are you here today? Why are you here today? Why are you at church? What is the thing, the important thing to you that you are seeking, that you are trying to express that you want to show up for or be a part of? 
What leads you to connect with the life and ministry of, of a church like ours uh, that connects you into a life of love with God? Why are you here? Over the years, people have given me all kinds of answers to this question. They've told me why they want to be part of a church. People say that they're looking for community, for friendships, for a place to belong, a place to believe, a place to ask questions, a place with shared values, a way to pass on the faith to their children. People talk about wanting to serve those in our community, wanting to have a heart for the world, maybe a church that is growing in a life with God and with each other. Some people will come for the music and stay for the donut holes. One lady in the new members class, she said this once, that she had come to church looking for a good man, husband material. I'm not sure if she's here today, but okay. He might be. That's the issue. Yeah, she should have come. I wonder for you, what draws you in? What, what calls to you? What attracts you to get close to God and God's people in some way? And then here's kind of the follow-up question that goes with it. What are the, given that these are the things that are important to you, a life with God is important for you and your family, what are the things that keep you from living that out? What holds you back? What's the barrier? I want to suggest that if you're anything like me and people that I talk to, one of the major barriers, one of the major things that keeps us back from kind of that active life with God we might imagine is that we're pretty busy. Anybody here busy? We live with a full calendar where life feels hectic sometimes. You know, sometimes it feels like you can't add on just one more thing. Something's got to give. Something's got to go. Have you ever had a week like that? Or a month like that? Or lived a life like that? We're busy people. It takes time to grow in your faith with God, and yet time is the one thing we sometimes don't have. I'm not saying this to put anybody down. I'm saying this like the ER doc when that lady from the squirrel attack walked in. You know, he wanted to see if he could touch where it hurt to see what was going on. School just started again. Parents, grandparents, you all know how busy that can get. Sports have started with all their practices and games. There are groups and clubs and teams and activities of every kind. There are night meetings all over the place. There's work. Some of have to work. There's work around the house. There's the work that it takes in the community where you volunteer. We need to focus on our relationships, on our friendships, on our health. These things take a lot of time. My younger sister, who has two young kids at, her, at home, she sent something recently to our family text. This is what she said. I'd have to say my favorite childhood memory is somebody else cooking dinner for me every night. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, oh, there's my mom. <laughs> okay. Can you come over this week, Mom? I need you. <laughs> so now with all that in mind, just kind of setting the table, listen for what Jesus says. Listen to Jesus' words today. Here's what he says. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and here you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Did you hear that? What Jesus just said? I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. The burden is light. 
I thought the preacher was going to tell us to get our butts back in church. I thought it was shape up or ship out. I thought it was the gospel of doing more religious stuff and being the best dang Presbyterians this side of the Mississippi. (laughs) But it turns out that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not about any of that. It's not about any of that. Jesus is telling his followers that in following him and coming close to him in a life with him, they will find rest for their souls. That his yoke or his teaching or what it means to follow him is light It's easy in a certain way. It's not a heavy burden that we got to carry around and wish we didn't have to do. So how can we bring these two things together? Our desire to have a life in Christ, a faith that is real, to share as part of a spiritual community like this one, but then with the realities that people are busy, that we have calendars, we have the real life stuff. So this year as a church, we're trying something out. This year for growing in grace is going to give us a series of opportunities to grow in our faith, a series of chances to get to know God and be with God's people, but we're going to do it in a way that's full of grace. We want to do it in a way that's full of grace, not pressure, not fear, not shame, but grace. Here's an example. Um, Each month this year, we're going to have a verse from Scripture that we'll focus on. Each month, there'll be one scripture verse, one verse, and it's actually a memory verse. So the one for this month, which we're going to revisit over and over together, is from Acts chapter 2, verse 42, which says this, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, breaking the bread and the prayers. This is what the early church was doing. And I guess after worship, you're going to get this little card. It's a memory card, Um, and you're going to take that home. You can put it on your car, you can leave it at home, you can recycle it if you already memorized it, but it's a chance for you to encounter the Word of God, the Scripture, just little bite-sized version. Week by week, we're going to have a little bite-sized version, and we're going to use this one verse for the whole month. So if you miss a Sunday, it's okay, because we're going to be talking about it the next Sunday. If you miss two Sundays, come on back, because the next Sunday, we're going to still be focusing on it. There's a sense of graciousness. You have space just to dwell in that one little part of Scripture. We're going to um, grow in it together. And then every month this year, we're going to have a chance for a fellowship meal together. So this Sunday, today, after worship, we have this Hawaiian luau. And I hope you'll stay. You know, the Hawaiian luau is all set out there, but it just takes showing up and being around together. We're going to focus on fellowship month by month. Next month in October, it's going to be a family game night. In November, stay at home and have Thanksgiving. In December, it's the Advent Craft Fair and Supper. And these are just all church opportunities to sit around a table and just be there together. This year, each month, we're going to, um, to also have uh, opportunities for getting away together in a retreat of some kind, where we'll go out for a longer period of time. So there's the women's retreat, the men's retreat, the log youth retreat, there's the Holy Land pilgrimage, there's our Mexico mission trips, and more. But here's the thing with our retreats. Nobody can do them all. Nobody can do them all. You're actually not allowed to, like, given the nature of the retreats. No one can do them all, and so it's all about a bit of grace. So from this place of grace, which I'm describing for us as a church, the question will be, where is God calling you to be a part of it? Where is God calling you to engage? What part of this year for growing in grace do you want, do you need, do you look for? 
Our pattern will be a monthly scripture passage, which we'll preach about. Our small groups and grove groups will study together. We're going to have a drop-in grove group, so if you're not part of one, you can just come. If you miss one, you can stop by. There's grace. We're going to have a monthly fellowship meal, being at table together. We're going to have monthly retreats where, each, um, where groups of the church will go off for a while together so that week by week and day by day, we can grow together in grace. So today we're starting with Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I'll put it up on the screen, and we can, let's read it out loud together, okay? This is a good memory skill. Let's read this together. Ready? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. That's our memory verse. So next time, I'm going to have the screen off. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the month, maybe. Um, but we're going to go deeper. What's that? <laughs> yeah. We're going to go deeper with it each, each week. These are the things that the early church, that those first followers of Jesus were devoted to or focused on or that they made time for. The first one is the apostles' teaching. This has to do with Scripture, God's word to us in Scripture, the testimony of those who were with Jesus. They taught about how Jesus was, what he said, what he did. It's about listening on a regular basis to teaching about our faith. So one reason that um, engaging with Scripture is so important is that in a time of trouble, we can rely on it. One reason it's important to know the Scriptures or engage with it in a time of trouble, you can trust it. Do you remember the story where Jesus went in the wilderness and the devil came out to tempt him? And whenever the devil comes out and talks in, in the Bible, it's always like, Hello, Jesus. That's how he sounds. And every time the devil came and said, Hello, Jesus, Jesus knew the Bible, knew the scriptures, and he would be able to refute the devil's temptations. When Jesus was challenged by the uber-religious people of his day who were trying to lay down the law, the Pharisees, Jesus knew the scripture where he could engage with them and be strengthened. When Jesus suffered, when he was on the cross in his lowest and hardest moment near his death, Jesus had the words of Scripture on his lips. So for us, we want to be devoted to the apostles' teaching in the Scriptures because it can help us when we're tempted. It can help us when we suffer. It can help us when we are challenged. My hope is that for you and me in this year of growing in grace, we'll do that together. So one of the reasons that I'm most excited about this year for growing in grace as a church is that it's also grace for me. It's also grace for me and for Pastor Erica. For the pastors, the elders and deacons of our church, the ones we're going to ordain and install in the service today, it is grace for the leaders of our church because we know it's not all up to us. It's not all up to us. Church, amen? like a synopsis of the gospel. It's not all up to us. We have a God who's at work in us by the power of Christ. God who's at work. God is leading the way. God who holds the future in his hands. I saw a, few, a photo recently, a couple weeks ago, from a Brazilian photographer down in Rio de Janeiro, right by Christ the Redeemer. Maybe you saw this. He went out on a full moon night. Full moon night. And I was thinking about this picture, the way it sort of shows Christ. He's got the whole moon in his hands, right? He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got your life and mine. He's got us. And so we're free to live with that security, knowing that we can pursue our faith, grow in our faith without stress or striving or shame, 
without somebody saying, well, I don't know much scripture, I don't know how to pray, I don't have time for any of that. But maybe to say, I want to come closer to the community where those things are happening. He's got the moon and the stars and the earth and our lives. And so I want to invite you to join me in the year for growing in grace, trusting that the Lord is the one who's holding all of this together and will guide us in our faith. So it starts today. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen. Amen.